How are you doing this morning? I hope you're doing fantastic. Welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Daff. And today we're talking about modesty. We're reading out of the book, Disciplines of a Godly Woman. And this is a series I am doing on my YouTube channel called Mornings with Michelle. And this channel is specifically about discipleship and helping women to be godly women, women of God. And just talking about the different things that we can do on our day to day that can help us to live lives that are glorifying to God. And this is audio pulled from that YouTube channel. I'm only going to keep this particular series here on the podcast. And then moving forward, if you want that content, then you will need to subscribe to that YouTube channel. I also wanted to mention that I do have a subscribers only section of my podcast where if you subscribe to my podcast, you can get content on Fascinating Womanhood, which is another book club that I'm doing specifically about femininity and marriage. It's a wonderful book and I know that you will love it. The price to be a subscriber is $2.99 a month and you can use a link in the description box to click on it and get those exclusive podcasts, which will be once a week with absolutely no ads. This week on the show, we discuss how to talk to your partner, if he has different things that could be irritating you, if he has addictions, if he has violent behaviors, and kind of like just how to do it, how to go about it, and how to just not be a doormat and kind of like lay it down thick. So that episode is called The Showdown. If you want to check it out, then visit that link and you can subscribe to get those exclusive ad-free episodes. So now that that's out of the way, go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. We're going to talk today about honoring modesty as a godly woman, what that means and how to do it. I'm also going to talk about my own personal journey through modesty because it's something that for me is personally an area of challenge for lots of different reasons. And I'm sure for you too. Well, I'm not sure, but for many women, especially in this culture today, modesty is something that has been thrown out of the window. And people have lots and lots of excuses as to why it's okay to be modest. It's not just going to be modesty on clothing, but it's also going to be modesty in life in general. But in this video today, we're going to specifically talk about modesty with the way that we dress. And we are reading from the book Disciplines of a Godly Woman by Barbara Hughes. And this book is a book that just talks about how to live a life as a woman of God, how to show up as a godly woman, what to actually implement into your life to honor God and to live under his promises. I want to start by talking a little bit about my own journey through modesty because again, it's so personal and I will kind of weave in my experiences as we talk. But before fully giving my life to Christ, right? I've always called myself a Christian. I've always gone to church. I've always done the, done the things I'm supposed to do in some ways, but definitely not in all the ways. I was very lukewarm. But once I actually gave my life to Christ, once I got the call from God and I accepted it, my whole life changed drastically. But one of the areas that I was the most concerned about 
was modesty and the way that I dressed. I have always loved fashion. I am one of those girls that just loves getting dressed up. I love makeup, jewelry, hair, nails, shoes, everything. But in growing up, I never really understood fashion. So I understood beauty and being like, I don't know, just showing up as like glam and cute. That I understood. But actual fashion techniques and pairing things together and understanding body proportions and color dynamics, I never knew that kind of stuff. I never knew how to like really put an outfit together, not instinctually. I was never taught how to really do that, except that things had to match. <laughs> so I was always like the matchy matchy, but I never liked the matchy matchy stuff so I never follow those techniques what always stood out to me though was provocative like striking clothing clothing that's really going to make a statement and it's not always like clothing that was very revealing but also clothing that just stood out maybe it's like really shiny or I'm wearing a statement shirt that says something that's really thought-provoking so I love clothing like that but I also really enjoyed being sexy. That's something that I think comes very naturally for me. And one of the ways that I expressed my sexuality was through my clothing. But once I got old enough to buy the things I wanted to buy, I always leaned towards things that were sexy. So most of my clothes in my 20s were black, sexy dresses if I was going out. Now, on the regular day-to-day, -day, I never really dressed sexy. I just dressed in a way that was like casual and fashionable. But whenever I was going out, I was always in a sexy dress. And I didn't feel like I stood out from any other woman. Honestly, I felt like the more you showed, like the more attention you got, because I was going to places that required me to get attention. Like I was spending my time going to the club. So when you're going to the club, you want attention. You want men to approach you, buy you drinks. You want to even get in, girl. I live in LA. So when I was at the club, you have to stand in line. And if you're at a really popular club, because I only went to like the really high-end clubs, they have you standing in line sometimes for hours and they literally go through the line and they pick out which girls can come in and there's like lots of celebrities in LA so if you're at the club you want a celebrity to ask you to come to their table like that was that's part of the club culture you want to be sexy enough you want to be striking enough to where a celebrity will see you and say oh yeah I want her at my table so that's the way I dress. I dress for attention. I dress to be able to stand out. And I never saw anything wrong with it. <laughs> and I didn't think that I was scandalous. Like I didn't feel like I was dressing in a way that was completely scandalous. However, once I gave my life to Christ, the Holy Spirit started working on that. Because the Holy Spirit works on everything because you're being transformed into the image of Christ. You're, you're being changed. And... I was feeling more of a nudge to reconsider my clothing choices. It wasn't something that happened immediately and it wasn't something that happened in a way where I felt like this awful person. It was really like a mirror was put in front of my face to see things the way God sees things. And once I saw the way he saw it, it looked different to me. It didn't look appealing anymore. It didn't look sexy anymore. It actually looked disgusting. And not in a way where I was condemning myself either, but in a way where it was like, dang like why did I feel like I needed to dress like this 
What was I looking for? What did I lack so badly that this was the thing that was screaming at the world, right? And for you, you may look at what I was wearing and say, girl, that's it. That, that may be nothing to you, especially from what a lot of women wear now. It may not be anything to you or for you, it really may be crazy. So it all depends on your personal level of comfort and what you think is sexy or revealing or that kind of thing. However, as time went on, I started becoming more uncomfortable in these clothing choices. I also felt like with who I'm representing, like this doesn't represent God for so many different reasons. I knew that what I was wearing was causing people to possibly have sinful thoughts. Now, I know some people say, well, it's not your fault. People can think whatever they want to think. You can't make someone think something, but you sure can influence them. And you sure can be a problem that they didn't need in their day. And more importantly, I just felt separate from who I was now. I didn't, it didn't feel like me anymore. And I know this topic is really sensitive for some people. They hate being questioned on the way that they dress because your clothing is so personal. It's your expression of yourself. For some of you, you don't think that there's anything wrong with the way that you're dressing. But my question really is, what does God think of it? I know that sometimes this content can be very triggering to some of you because you really are lukewarm Christians. You do not live a godly lifestyle. You are not consecrated at all. And so the things I say really do trigger you because you want to believe and feel like you are, but you know you're not and you don't want that pressure. You don't want to be called out. You feel like you're being judged when really you're not being judged. The light is just shining on the darkness in your life, that's all. It's your choice, no one is looking down on you. But it's an invitation to accept what it is and make a change if that's what you really desire to please God. It's not about me, I'm, I'm saying what I believe the Lord wants me to say. I'm not sugarcoating it because I don't wanna to get to heaven and Jesus looks at me like, mm-hmm, I saw you down there sugarcoating everything, mm-hmm. I don't want that. <laughs> God asked for us as godly women to dress modestly. And that is something he requires us to do. If you're not doing it, you're out of line, period. It doesn't matter how you feel about me or about that statement. That's what God asked us to do. Now, from time to time, I still struggle with it, even now. Not because I want to, but because I'm married. There are times where I'll go out with him and I'll still wear something a little bit risque, a little sexy, because I really do want that like sexual chemistry between the two of us. But am I always comfortable? That's really the question. Like when I wear things, even sometimes I'll put on something that's really for the house, but because I really need to run an errand and I just don't want to take time to like find something to wear and my laundry is not done and I just really just have to go pick up my dry cleaning really quick. I'll wear shorts that are too short and I know they're too short and the whole time I'm, I'm so uncomfortable, but I'm still out there wearing it. So I'm not acting like I am perfect in any way, shape, or form. There are things that I still wear that I know I probably should not be wearing this because of how I feel when I wear it. Not because anyone's pointing their finger at me. No one has ever said anything to me about the way I dressed. No one. This is all internal. And also, before we get into this, I know I'm talking a lot, but this is a topic that is really close to home for me. Everyone kind of also has a different like measurement on what they think is modest. So like I'll see content online where people are wearing certain things or doing modesty hauls or modesty videos. And 
yeah and they look very modest to me <laughs> and then someone else will do a video and they'll say that's not modest you're showing your elbows or whatever so i know everyone has a different impression but i'm really speaking here when i speak on the sort of like outlandish clothing the clothing where when you wear it it's like you're clearly out of line i'm not even talking about those on the on the the line where it's like eh, i don't know maybe no 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 no. i'm talking about like the black and white your breasts are popping out of your shirt your butt is hanging out of your shorts you know the stuff that people are literally doing now people are literally walking around with a blazer and a bra on or people are actually walking around with like panties and pantyhose on and shoes no pants like this is the level of immodesty and they're calling themselves christians i'm not saying okay you're not a christian what i'm saying is you're not living like a godly woman at all and excuses are excuses they're always made they're always made but when i see it now i'm actually saddened i just feel really sad because i'm thinking why do you feel like i know besides being in christ besides having spiritual wisdom just being a psychologist okay once those blinders came off for me and i just had to analyze things for what they are when i see it all i see is the pain the insecurity the need for attention the need for validation when i see it online especially in person when i see it i think <laughs> other things but when i see it online like on people's social media this woman that I follow recently just posted this outfit that I thought was outrageous. And I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe she was wearing it. And when I say outrageous, I really mean outrageous. And I just felt so sad. I'm just like, this poor girl, what's wrong? Like there's something wrong for her to think it's okay to wear something like this and then post it. There's a need, a void, there's something missing. It's These things are not fashion. It's not fashion. It's a cry. But, but the good news is you have the Lord and he's going to work with you. He's going to help you overcome all these deep-seated reasons behind the way that you dress when you dress inappropriately. One other thing I noticed too with this topic is when I started doing more work with prostitutes, I realized that the things that prostitutes, women who are actually having sex for money as their occupation, when they dress for their clients, they are wearing these specific kinds of clothes. Like these are the clothes they actually buy in order to do their job. The strippers, these are the clothes that they're buying to do their job the clothes that you're just wearing on a regular saturday because those clothes are for a certain clientele those clothes are a signal for something and i know that you may just be wearing something that's like basic like girl i don't look like a prostitute <laughs> but some of you do look like prostitutes there's no difference from what you're wearing than what a prostitute is wearing there's zero difference and that's why you get that reaction when you go out is because those men who are paying for sex, who are recognizing your uniform, they're giving you that same attention. It's not positive attention either. And the girls who post that stuff on Instagram, who are single women and, you know, they're, and then they get all these scumbags left and right. And it's like they don't understand how they end up in these situations. They don't understand what they sold them. So that was a mouthful, 
but I, it was deep in my spirit. I really needed to get that out because this is a really hard topic, especially for those of you who are struggling in this area and don't want to admit it. It's not an easy walk when you really are holding on to something. You don't want to let it go. And for some of you, your style, your fashion, your need for validation with your body is an idol. It's something that you are putting as more important than your obedience to God. And that's why we have to talk about this. So deep breath. Okay, let's talk about the chapter. The discipline of propriety. Have you ever heard that word propriety? Propriety means appropriateness. So this is a discipline of appropriateness. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And I told you that we're going to break this chapter up. So we're going to talk about appropriateness with your clothing. But it's not just that. I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you a decent woman? Would you consider yourself a decent woman? We all have had the experience of pouring ourselves a cup of coffee, sitting down in front of the TV for a little diversion, clicking to a talk show, and hearing the host question a woman about her sex life. The exchange is degrading and frankly embarrassing. So we flip to another channel, and there, to our amazement, we hear couples revealing painful family secrets. We then change the channel again to view a discussion with young girls and their mothers. The mothers are defending their daughters' rights to dress indecently. In disgust, we turn off the television. Such a smorgasbord of swill was virtually unknown 30 years ago. Why? Because though our culture was not Christian, it still benefited from the rich Judeo-Christian heritage that graced our society with a sense of propriety. Propriety is an old-fashioned word. It means characterized by appropriateness or suitability. It seems a perfect word for describing what Paul means when he tells believers to act in a manner worthy of the gospel, Philippians 1.27. The discipline of propriety is simply behaving in ways appropriate for Christians, actions that don't bring shame to the gospel and to Christ. Propriety elevates our words, our appearance, and our attitudes, but propriety doesn't begin with these outwardly measurable signs. Propriety is a matter of the heart. And there's scripture to back this idea up. In the book of Proverbs 27, 19, it says, as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> as water reflects the face, so a man's heart reflects the man. Your heart, my love, is a reflection of you on the inside. Behavior dictated by the heart sounds fine, except that our hearts have a fatal flaw. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, 9. So our hearts are deceitful. Our hearts are not, are not good. Our hearts are not what they should be until Christ is involved in our hearts. So can you even trust yourself in terms of your heart? The heart is a place where we are born again. When you give your life back to Jesus, when you allow the Lord to be the ruler of your life, you are born again. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9. 
Once we've confessed and believed in our hearts that the word of God helps us address our deep need for an ongoing conversation of heart, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirits, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 When the word of God begins its gracious surgery on our hearts, it's painful. It's painful. When you read the Bible and you start to see what God expects of you and you see how far behind you are from what he wants, it can hurt because it really does cut deep into your soul, into your life, into the person that you really are, not the person that you pretend to be, the person you want people to believe that you are. And that's deep, but that's what the word of God does. It demands submitting to God's will in areas that we either deny exist or we prefer to think are none of his business. And this is what I see happening the most in the area of your modesty with the way that you look, is that people really feel like it's none of anyone's business, including God's business. You can confess and say that you love him and that you live for him, but this one area, it's no big deal. So she's gonna talk about the propriety of our appearance. When most of us fret over clothing, it usually has nothing to do with a basic need and everything to do with impressions we wish to create or the way we feel to hope about ourselves. We spend far too much time on our appearance. As people, when it comes to clothing, especially as women, we care about clothing because we really want to express ourselves or we wanna show the world that we're a certain kind of person. We wanna put on a uniform to make us feel like we're living the lives we want to live. The clothes are not for the purpose that clothes are created for, right? To cover your body. They're created for fashion. We're trying to be fashionable. We're trying to create something with what's on our body to represent who we actually are. And because of that, a lot of us spend so much time and money on clothing hours upon hours surfing the internet trying to find the best clothes on websites stocking sales and stocking items that we hope to buy one day going through pinterest and pinning all these different boards on how we want to look and all of the stuff that we do when it comes to clothes spending so much money that we actually don't have buying things that we can't afford getting ourselves in debt because of clothes I know that when I was on the quest of really developing my personal style, I was learning about my body type and I was studying all the different people like McJimsey and Kibby and all the different people who talked about archetypes and body types and essences and all the things that have to do with fashion. Because when I am into something, I go really, 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 really deep. Like I really want to like be one with whatever it is that I'm learning. So I don't just read one thing. I really immerse myself in it. But when it came to the idea of fashion, when I was doing this, I was spending so many days and hours and to the point where I was up all night trying to figure out what my essence was, what's my essence blend, what's my body type, and what kind of clothes do I need to fit my body type, and where can I buy it, and it was consuming me. I was wasting so much time, and then I was becoming so lustful because I was like, oh, I want all these things, they're so expensive, I want to buy all these clothes, and I can't afford it right now, and my mind was definitely not on God. My mind was on fashion and worthless things 
things that literally mean absolutely nothing. I spent so much money on those clothes that I can't even tell you where they are because it was all so trial and error that I didn't end up buying the things that I really needed. And so these things really are futile, but we fret so much over our clothing. The Bible's primary instruction about our dressing speaks to the differences between men and women. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the differences between men and women when it comes to clothing. A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing. For the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Deuteronomy 22, 5. Obviously, if you're on this channel, you probably have seen me before on my femininity channel where I teach women how to be feminine women. And this is one of the things that strikes me as just so sad is that we live in a world now where women and men are trying to enmesh themselves with one another and create a blur where there's no significant difference between what a woman looks like, what a woman does, and what a man looks like, what a man does. And one of the things is really your appearance and women looking exactly the same as their husband. Your husband's closet could all be worn by you because you dress like a man. And there are some women who actually even say like, oh, this is my grandpa aesthetic. And I think to myself, what would possess you to want to dress like a grandpa? <laughs> like that makes no sense to me. I, I can understand a grandma, but a grandpa... I don't get it. This is not my opinion. This is the word of God. This is the enemy infiltrating his sneaky little demise into our hearts by convincing us that these things don't really matter. What's the big deal? So I wanna wear a man's blazer, my man's watch, men's cologne. What's the big deal? It's unisex. I don't believe in unisex. So this is, something people really struggle with because they don't want to accept the word of God. They're so caught up in the culture of today. They don't want to even know what God has to say about things or they want to make excuses. They want to justify it for themselves. God asks us not to blur the lines. There's men's and there's women's and that's it in the word of God. This verse is not about whether or not a woman can wear jeans. Okay, I, I hear some women who are actually really strict about this. It's not about jeans. It doesn't impose an impossible list of do's and don'ts. It's about a principle. Uh, everything in the Bible you'll find are really about principles. And once you understand the principles, the keys, then you understand. Later, when we discuss discipline of marriage, we'll explore the value that God places on the differences between the sexes. But blurring the difference offends God. Did you hear that? Blurring the differences offends God. Have you ever thought about whether or not God is offended by your behavior? Has that ever crossed your mind that you could actually be offending God? Christians should celebrate differences, but how? Will Hollywood help us? Historically, Hollywood has cashed in on gender differences, historically. Marilyn Monroe, right? Marilyn Monroe is virtually a monument to feminine curves. Hugh Hefner, okay, he also parlayed on gender differences into an industry by unveiling them. No blurring the differences here. But ironically, for some time now, 
it's been in to deny the differences. We used to really celebrate women. But then it got very sexualized and it turned into something else. And now it's like the opposite, right? Feminists certainly haven't helped us celebrate the differences. Rather, they have brought about an enormous change in women's fashion, resulting in many women looking like soldiers. Critics note that feminists gag on the very word feminine. <sighs> Together, Hollywood image makers and feminists influence women's clothing choices from early on. From adolescence, we open up our closets and make decisions about the image that we want to project. Effect controls our choices. So should women dress for men or for women? Should I dress for power, for sophistication, for elegance, for femininity, for seduction? What should I dress for? The gospel answer is none of the above. Christian women should dress to please God. I recently saw a video where this woman did like a, a social study where she said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to dress for women and then I'm going to dress for the male gaze. And then I'm going to show you the differences and like what I would wear when I want the woman gaze and what I would wear when I want the male gaze. And it was really interesting. I did not watch the whole video, but I definitely didn't think that the women, the dressing for women was actually really attractive either. I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I didn't think that that was. I was surprised that that was her outfit when she said she was dressing for women because I don't think women would actually find that to be like a appealing outfit. When I'm out and I get lots of compliments from women on the way that I look, I look very feminine and I look decent. I don't look like a soldier. I, don't, I mean, I don't look like I'm not wearing anything that's like super like runway, like I'm wearing some avant-garde outfit. I'm just looking pretty with a dress on and I look like clean and women are complimenting me because I look feminine. Men are probably not going to care because I'm not wearing anything revealing, but it also depends on the kind of man. So back to the book. As Christ changes our hearts, we hear his voice above clamoring fashion magazines, YouTubers, and promises of power. As our hearts are changed, we increasingly cherish being a woman. Have you thanked God for making you female? Have you ever actually thanked God and said, Lord, thank you for making me a woman? I hear my husband saying it all the time. Thank God I'm a man. Like he says it all the time because he sees what women go through and he's like, whew, thank God I'm a man. But do you do that as a woman? Do you say, thank you, Lord, for making me female? I'm so happy to be a woman. Do you love being a woman? Are you happy about it? Do you enjoy it? If not, stop right now and do it. <laughs> Begin to make a habit out of it. Rather than worshiping womanhood, worship its creator. A heart of gratitude will surely begin to be reflected in your appearance. Now let's talk a little bit more about dressing with modesty. The word of God addresses what women wear precisely because it values girls. Celebrating gender differences highlights a woman's value. Modesty is intrinsically elevating. And actually, I just slipped something in. I love the way I dress now. I love it. I think I look beautiful. I look feminine. I look like I care about myself. I look like I'm dressed and clothed with honor and glory. And it's just so different than before. I really enjoy 
the way that I dress now. I enjoy modesty so much for what it looks like on me. Modesty is intrinsically elevating. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, not with braided hair, uh-oh, or gold, uh-oh, or pearls, or expensive clothes, but with good deeds, appropriate for women who profess to worship God. 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10. We've already noted that propriety means characterized by appropriateness. If you attend a formal occasion, such as a wedding, you dress up, right? Your attire shows proper respect for the bride and groom. So dressing down on that occasion would not be worthy of the gospel. As to modestly and decency, both modest and decent are synonymous for the word chaste. Chaste primarily implies a refraining from acts or thoughts or desires that are not virginal or sanctified by marriage vows. Dressing modestly then means to wear clothes that do not arouse thoughts or actions that promote sensuality. So this is our foundational definition in this book for what it means to dress modestly. I'm going to repeat it. Dressing modestly means to wear clothes wear clothes that do not arouse thoughts or actions that promote sensuality. I've noticed that some young Christian women have reacted to the pressure by donning oversized baggy managed clothing. So some people have kind of gone the other way instead of kind of having that middle ground of like still looking feminine and beautiful, just not looking sexualized means dressing with like huge clothes and hiding your body. In their desire to please the Lord, okay, all good intentions, they find it easier to wear unbecoming clothes than to think what is feminine and unprovocative. Feminine and unprovocative. Of course, there are many young women, Christian and non-Christian, who do not dress seductively. Common sense is enough to tell the thinking young woman that modesty protects the value of women. And what's interesting is when I was doing all of my research on my personal essence, my style essence, what I realized with both my body type and with my essence is that I'm highly romantic. And with that particular category is this like sensual, sexual overtone where your clothes are kind of like always revealing v-necks and cinch waist and all of it is kind of like this is what you naturally exude so this is how you should dress and although it makes sense like it's harmonious with the way that you show up just by the way god made you it doesn't mean that you have to dress in a way that is sexy you're already sexy like that's part of how you show up naturally you could be wearing a trash bag <laughs> but you're gonna be sex like sophia is her name sophia um i'll write her name right here she's an actress she's a latin actress sophia something she's highly romantic too so she is naturally sexy it doesn't matter if you put a trash bag a brown box over her entire body just the way that she looks at you, the way that she speaks, is already very sexy. She does not have to wear clothes that expose her bust. 
and show every single curve on her body. So sometimes these style essences and these categories will try to like push, sorry, you can hear my son. <laughs> He's having a blast down there. Sometimes these style essences and these categories will try to push you into places that make it hard for you to be modest, but you can still dress modestly, even embracing those style rules that make your outfits look a little bit more harmonious, you know, without going overboard, like they may try to suggest. So there's a challenge to dress in a way that is feminine, appropriate, and modest. I'll say it again, feminine, appropriate and modest we gospel women must begin with our hearts allowing god's word to search out the thoughts and intentions that influence our wardrobe we must also turn our attention to the beauties that god values most in us beauties that have little to do with clothing so how should we dress what is the right way to dress Dressing modestly is something that is so important and influences so much in our lives. It's really hard to think about how other people may see you, but the way you dress is not even just always about like men, but it really does influence other women and opportunities and situations that may come up for you. Dressing modestly is safe all around. It's safe. Even in the situation I told you about going to the club, there were women who were dressed modestly, even though they were in a club. Yeah, I, I was surprised that they were wearing those kinds of things myself. I'm like, are you going to prom? <laughs> they looked really beautiful, but their dress didn't match. But still, like they were still so beautiful and just exuded elegance that they still got picked out of the line. They were still with the celebrities. They were doing all the things, but they did not look like they were degrading themselves. So it's not like, it only benefits you in one area. It benefits you all around because people also know what that means. It also means something too. It doesn't mean it's always right. We know that it's not true that it's always right, but there's a higher chance that it is. So how should you dress? In the book, she says, dress with strength and dignity. Again, your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be part of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. So when she talks about how you should dress, you are truly not relying on the external to show how beautiful you are. Yes, the external is fun. Like, Again, like I love makeup, hair, jewelry. I love all of this stuff, but I'm not wearing it to try to prove anything to anyone. I'm not wearing it to try to extract compliments and favor from people. And I'm definitely not wearing it to try to show off what I can buy. And we'll talk more about behavior later because that's something I think is even more prevalent, especially on social media, this like showing off bragging behavior. These captions that people write under their photos just like zero humility. But anyway, this is what's beautiful to God. You are a new person. You are a new creation when you are in Christ and you changing the way that you dress to glorify God is a symbol of that inward change as well. Because we're wasting away every day on the outside, but inwardly we're being renewed by God every single day. 
second Corinthians 4 16. So in the chapter she talks about different ways that we can put on something that actually means something to God and actually means something in the in the world of the spirit. So instead of just putting on your lipstick and your mascara and your clothes and your shoes and your purse, put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4:24. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6:11. Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of its creator. Colossians 3.10 Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Romans 13.14 I want women to dress with good deeds, appropriate for women who profess to worship God. 1 Timothy 2.9-10 Discipline your hearts so that you dress in a manner worthy of the gospel and that is where we're leaving off today i know this was a tough one i know this was a tough one it was tough for me to get out tough for me to to get through because it's something that i'm, I'm i feel like this about sometimes but i love seeing that transformation is possible and seeing myself change so much in this area has been a blessing for myself and for God, as a representative of the kingdom of God, it's important for me to love what God loves and hate what God hates and be in sync with him because to do anything else is to be in cahoots with the devil because this is his world. Those things are his standards. I want to be right with God and I want to do the best that I can. And I want you to as well, and you can with the help of God, by admitting these areas to him as areas where you really need his strength, you need his wisdom. What should I buy? Is this too tight? You know, just flowing with God in this avenue and trusting him with the decisions about what you wear. And if you mess up or if you wear something that was like, eh, I shouldn't have probably worn that, at least taking it back and saying, okay, next time I can recreate it like this so that I feel more comfortable in it and I feel like I'm honoring the Lord in it. And there are people who do content on this. If you really need help, I will link one lady below who I really love. She is beautiful. And she also has a very gentle and quiet spirit. She's a sweetheart. Um, I will link her channel below because she has beautiful content and she's a woman of God. So I love you all so, so much. I thank you for being here today. Some of you spend time here on your lunch breaks. Thank you for being here with me on your lunch break. That means a lot to me. And thank you for your kindness and your openness just to take in the truth and bring it to life in your life. <laughs> I love you. And until next time, remember that troubles may last throughout the night, but joy comes in the morning. Bye.